Hello, consumer. You know, life can be pretty stressful. Just like so stressful, especially when I get overwhelmed with how many types of shirts there are. And when I'm feeling overwhelmed with how many types of shirts there are, I use Next Evo's CBD products. Their stress CBD complex helps me reduce my shirt stress and focus on getting a good night's sleep. Next Evo CBD has this thing called Smart Sorb that's designed to work 30 times faster than other CBD products. They also say that their whole plant ashwagandha will reduce stress by up to 70% and improve concentration by 50%. Make CBD a part of reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals. Go to nextevo.com slash podcast and use promo code more news to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off of $40 or more at N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com slash podcast with code more news. Hey, guys, this is a weird way to start the show. Uh, We just recorded our whole episode. And as soon as we were done, Cody, what happened? Uh, Donald Trump, former president of the United States, got indicted for crimes. Get out. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, I won't get out of here because we have a whole episode to do. Um, yeah. yeah, it was literally the f- like two <laughs> minutes after we were done recording. I was like, why is Trump indicted trending again? Uh, because he was, it turns out. Because he was this time. Um, what, what a hoot. What a hoot. Um, look, there's nothing we can add to this conversation at this specific moment in time other than acknowledging Oh, damned, happened. it happened. Yeah. It, that happened. But look, you got a, a great show ahead of you that we oh, had already yeah, recorded. Oh, yeah, we do other stuff. It's fine. It's, and... it's fine. It's fun. Parts it's of it. Parts of it. Um, but we will absolutely be talking about this next week. You can just bank on it. You can you, count on that. You can, you can count on that. Count on that. <laughs> Oh, what a roller coaster this last hour and a half has been. Anyway, yeah. okay. Should we start the show? Oh, uh, yeah, let's do that. Hello and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name? Go on. What is it? Katie stole. That's right. Thank you. Oh boy, that's a weird way to start. It's okay. It wasn't at all fake or forced. You got there. And you are. I have a name too. It's Cody Johnston. Cody. Hi. That's right. Hi, my friend. Welcome to the first and etc. Welcome to the first and the etc. It's just us today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Our Jonathan is is. Otherwise engaged, becoming a dad. Mm-hmm. And we have all sorts of feelings about that. Mostly excitement for him. Oh, yeah, we're very I miss supportive. Him. Sure. Yeah, figuring it out. So this is going to be a little bit of a return to form for us. Just The, the formless the two, form? The formless form. Yeah. That's what they call us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we used to do this just you and me for a long time. All the time. Well, not yeah. all the time, but once a week still. But. Once a week, right. Well, that all of the times of the show for mm-hmm. like at least a year all of the once a weeks is and now it feels different because it is because it is anyway we're gonna have a little bit of a different show today we are going to talk about some news yes mm-hmm. we we understand that that's 
what you came what, here what for. What the show's about. <laughs> it's right there in mm. the title. Mm. But the news is pretty dark this week, and we miss Jonathan. <laughs> so we decided to split it up into two parts, and we will do uh, some fun stuff at the end. Some fun, lighthearted questions and, and whatnot. Just yeah, to, you maybe know. several listeners might have asked questions of us on Patreon maybe. or Twitter.com, and we're going to answer them, maybe. Yeah, before we do any of that, Ooh. we gotta talk holidays. Ooh. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can't believe anybody ever listens to the show because we give them the, their favorites right up top. The good stuff is up top, exactly. March 30th, National I Am In Control Day. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to read this one for you guys, because that's where it really shines. National I Am in Control Day is observed annually on March 30th. Uh, this... uh, first, I'd like to push back on that. I don't think it's observed annually. <laughs> it's described annually. It's described. It, it exists on a calendar annually, yeah, every March okay. 30th, along with about 10 other holidays. Mm-hmm. The day is commemorated for two reasons. First, to encourage people to take control of their lives. The second... There was an assassination attempt made on the President of the United States on March 30th, 1981. The then Secretary of State, Alexander Haig, took control of the situation and, while answering questions in a press briefing, uttered the famous words, I am in control. That's what this fucking holiday is about. (laughs) So that made me laugh. That's, uh, I didn't know that we celebrated that day. This is not an observed holiday. No, it's just a date on a calendar. Yeah. So this is... So just don't say the first part. Like, <laughs> it's commemorated for two reasons. No, it's commemorated for one reason, and then you added that, like, actually, everybody can be in control today. Well, it's about this guy. Also, you know, that's a dangerous game. This idea of I am in control. Sure, people should be in control of their lives, but there are certain mm. situations you can't control. And it's healthy to understand and accept that. So you can control on, your reaction to uh-huh, it, but you exactly. can't control the situation. Yeah. You cannot control the situation, as we will get into later when we talk about the news. Oh, okay. Yikes. That was a connection I didn't mean to make, but I did. March 30th is also National Virtual Vacation Day. Ah, virtual vacation day is celebrated every year on March 30th. No, it's not. Again, no, it's not. Reminding us that we don't have to wait to go on vacation anymore. What? Do you know you can travel the world while sitting in your armchair? Yes, it's possible due to advancement in technology. If you own the right equipment, then you can go wherever your imagination takes you. Paid for by virtual reality. Oh my god! Is this like seriously like a metaverse like advertisement? No, I just made I I jotted down a joke paid oh, for no, by no, Meta. Oh no, no, I just mean like where did it come from? Because this is it, I don't this know. This could only be a metaverse advertisement. Speaking of the metaverse, Disney canceled all their metaverse projects and laid off like seven thousand people. Yeah. If only they had watched our show and known that the metaverse was stupid. If only. This is maybe they did. Maybe they did. Probably not. This is an unsettling holiday. On many w- ways, yeah. A lot of ways, but also like even the phrasing, uh, it's possible due to the advancement in technology. If you own the right equipment, right. then you can go wherever your imagination takes you. Exactly. Wait a second. But exactly. if I have the imagination, then I don't need the equipment. Right. Wherever my imagine takes, imagination takes me is where my imagination takes me via my imagination. Why do I need the equipment? 
to take me there if my imagination is already doing the work. Right. Because it's not like I'm inventing some like alternate realm that like, no, you're, they're saying like, imagine where do you want to go? Uh, uh, Costa Rica. Oh, okay. Well, here's videos of that that you can watch with his equipment. Right. But if I, but like, I can just admit, whatever. No, I'm right there with you. The, that was my thought. Um, also, just in general, don't take an actual vacation. Just sit in your armchair, strap on a headset, go anywhere in the world. That's not the same thing. This is just a bunch of CEOs got together and like, actually, we should, virtual vacation is, is what we need to promote. And finally, on March 31st, uh, it is National Transgender Day of Visibility which is a very important holiday. It's unfortunate that this holiday this week is being overshadowed by uh, some news, some unfortunate news. Tragic news. Yeah, thank you for that. That's an appropriate correction. And, you know, everyone was thinking it at home. So, <laughs> But I, I would uh, very much encourage... Uh, us all to separate National Transgender Day of Visibility from the conversation that's been going on online this week and to do your best to support your trans friends because this is a really, really ugly time. Yeah, it's been really... It's been hard. And before we talk about all of that, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and throw us to an ad break real quick. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, woof. We love them ads. Yeah. Happy holidays. And we're back from that ad break to talk about the news. Mm. Obviously, we have all been reeling from uh, the devastating school shooting. That happened earlier this week. Sorry. Didn't take me long, did it? This yeah. is why we got to end the show with some fun stuff, guys, because it's just heavy. And I know you all have been heartbroken like I have that this keeps happening again and again six people three children and three adults were murdered at Covenant Christian School on Monday morning um, police were able to stop the attack when they killed the shooter at first there was some confusion as to what the shooter's gender was uh, initially reports stated that it was a woman before that was later amended to uh, the shooter was transgender we're going to talk about all of that in a moment and some of that uh, the the discourse that we alluded to but i just want to talk about how hard this is over and over and over again i just keep thinking about these sweet kids growing up afraid doing drills hiding under desks and these stories i mean i and to all the parents out there i know how hard it must be to send your kids to school every day and how frustrating this conversation must be where everyone's just spinning their wheels, sharing the same posts, and then the same angry responses and the same ugly conversation. But what really got me right before we started recording was reading about uh, one of the victims, Evelyn Dekaus. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but, you know, it just she was the little class leader. And apparently the shooter pulled a fire alarm and uh, she stopped, popped up to lead her students out into the hallway and she didn't hear the gunshots or the people saying don't go don't go she's described as radiant smart with a sly smile and um i'm really sorry that we 
haven't done anything about this issue yet. And I'm sorry to Evelyn and to everybody there. Get it together, Katie. Sorry, guys. It's okay, Katie. Part of what makes this really hard, I mean, you can look at charts and data about what school shootings were like before and during the time when uh, the National Assault Weapon Ban was enacted, which just to remind everybody that was from 1994 to 2004, there was a, an assault weapon ban. And the school shootings, there were some school shootings, but pretty negligible. There would be years without any and maybe one. Um, and then you see a dramatic rise after that was repealed. So it's hard to look at data like that. So that seems like a pretty easy thing that, you know, we should be able to agree on. I also know that technology has gotten us to a point and the loopholes and we have this situation has spiraled in such a way that even if we did do a national assault weapon ban, people would still get assault weapons, but it would be better. It would be harder. But I do, you know, I've said this before on this show, I do encourage all of us to understand gun laws a bit more so that when we talk about these things, we understand what's happening because it is it is all really fucked up and convoluted. And um, there are so many guns that are already out there, <laughs> you know, people uh, amass the small mm -hmm. arsenal or not so small. So while I encourage and I want the assault weapon ban and it's an important step. This is such an ugly issue that has become an intrinsic part of our culture. <laughs> okay. Nobody needs to hear me crying while I'm uh, talking about it's this. It's okay, Katie. It's okay, but you know. I, yeah. It's, how are you feeling? You're still... Ah, processing it. I was saying before we started, I, I tend to, you know, you go through articles and you read things that are more about the play-by-play -play of what's happened or the reactions and stuff, but then you start to get into the pieces, the articles written about the victims, which are very, very important because... It's so easy to disassociate. It's so easy to move on from one news story to the next, from one shooting to the next. Mm. It's like I put up a mental block, like I can't engage this, but you got to. And so reading some of that, some of these things, like about Evelyn, mm -hmm. it kills me a little. It's hard. Well, it's, yeah, because it's, it's, you can't, you can't like ignore it. it it's that because it's so frequent and nothing happens. Yeah and disengaging from it, it it's like easier to like handle or process or confront by like not confronting it or sort of not engaging with it but that makes it even more likely that nothing will continue to be done yeah and, but like and then you know uh focusing on like you're saying like you're reading these stories about like evelyn and, and uh who it who it affects and um as hard as that is i think it's also good to be able to do to remember why this is so important to like I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying well especially when the no you do that's you're right like what's important here that these are actual human lives this you know I, I call people baby until they're 18 and even then mm -hmm. I, they're still a little kid in my mind mm -hmm. and like these are babies that yeah you know didn't have any choice they have to go to school, and uh, we're not keeping them safe. No, we're not. And, it, and also, I mean, the ugly, horrific phenomenon of school shootings, just evil. The American phenomenon. The Amer but the American yeah. phenomenon. But that's not even taking into account all the gun violence and the mass shootings that don't take place in schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a mass shooting. It's a mass shooting problem that 
happens at schools a lot. It happens at schools a lot. And then, of course, the online discourse becomes, I mean, it's the same thing over and over, but this one ad- has the added oof. little oof uh, because the shooter was apparently transgender, and we're going to get into some of that now. They were a uh, former student of the school, 28 years old. They had legally acquired seven guns from five different stores. Uh, Notebooks have revealed that they had drawn several maps and conducted surveillance prior to the attack. Just would like to note that even though officials are now, you know, saying that the shooter was transgender, this is based off the fact that they started using he, uh, him pronouns on social media over the past year. Uh, that hasn't stopped the press from uh, referring to the shooter as a she. <laughs> sure. Which, you know, I'm not here to defend this shooter in any capacity, obviously. But on Transgender Week of Visibility, it has felt very pointed. I don't know. The school shooting happened and the shooter, whoever they are, is piece of shit. <laughs> It was so obvious and transparent what was going on right away. Mm-hmm. The salivating yeah. at being able to say the phrase trans killer, like it's palpable. It is so disgusting to see how happy these people were to be able to use the phrase trans killer um, yeah. and post like, oh, look, oh, look at this trend that's rising. And it's like two people. They couldn't fucking contain themselves Mm -mm. and all their like purported principles about how to deal with mass shootings, how to talk about mass shootings, everything went out the window immediately because they can finally do this thing that they've been wanting to do for so long, which is yeah. Why? Like I, I, it's like part of me is like, don't even engage. It's so transparently hypocritical. They don't care. They don't care. So even like pointing out like anything like that, it's, I don't know. It's just a, I can't imagine like, reading that stuff and i don't know and being trans yeah just like seeing like all the like i've seen like people like i don't know uh skip ahead like 20 seconds uh if you're listening maybe but like people like showing uh images of of the shooter and like their pronouns are was were and like uh <sighs> you know uh, they identify you know all the, like that stuff and it's like well i don't know i just it's uh yeah you do the thing they wanted to do they're now able to in their minds uh without it coming off as being like the scummiest fucking evil shit i will say that i i was talking to someone um this week up here who was very pro-gun but actually the first thing that he said was like i hate seeing that i'm hating seeing the way that this is framed like immediately going after trans people and it that's made good. me feel a little sense of relief, you know? Yeah. Well, he's a nice guy, but Well, like... that's also the thing, I think, too, that uh, it's easy to forget. And I think, you know, like, electorally, this sort of plays out, and a lot of, like, real-world interactions plays out like this. Twitter amplifies the fucking worst, and it's the loudest, and uh, you can see Benny Johnson lie on his fucking timeline, and then Elon Musk respond like, oh, concerning! But, like, normal people aren't seeing that. Normal people don't know who fucking Benny Johnson is. I don't think. And most people, I think, would have, hopefully, I hope, have the reaction that, Katie, you're talking about, that sees well, that kind of thing. Um, he's a particularly like, smart person. Sure. But, you know. But like, I, seeing, like, like Musk, like, bro, you're fucking, one of your kids is trans. What are you doing? Like, how is this? Doing? Are you a fucking awful person? And then it, then it distracts from, like, what mm-hmm. 
the issue is, which is that a very like hyper gun culture in America has this awful, horrific trend that happens all the fucking time and nobody does anything. And then they say, well, mental health is a thing. And then they pretend that they're going to do anything about that. They don't, there's nothing happens. And it distracts from that by being able to print the trans killer. It's just, it's, I, yeah. it's awful. At this point with our listeners, it goes without saying that the vast, 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 vast majority, probably 99% are cis white males, you know, but if somebody wants to talk about that and try to see, not that all cis white males are bad inherently because, you know, they but tend what, to be mass what... shooters. But my point is just if we try to point out the through line that that's a problem. Oh, and yeah. The second, no, exactly. There's one here. And granted, so I saw some chart of like apparently there have been three people who have done mass shootings that have either identified as transgender or non-binary. It's interesting how that was never a part of the conversation until this one, till this happened in the midst of a full-on assault on trans rights. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, maybe that was brought up, but I certainly don't remember that. Oh, yeah, no, it, it wasn't brought up in the same way or like with such spitting vitriol, but it was, I know the uh, most recent shooter claimed to be uh non-binary to uh i mean it seems as though they said that to get out of it being a hate crime so it was used as like oh look see it's non-binary right. now we're not gonna I talk do about remember it it's that always sort it's of... always used as sort of a dismissal thing not this not what's going on now i just my um, my point ultimately is obviously the rhetoric has been ramping up for the past couple years mm -hmm. and uh culminating in what we're seeing right now across this nation we talk about it all the time on this show of wanting to eradicate transness mm -hmm. and so that leads me so of course that's this is a perfect um opportunity for them to seize upon it by perfect i mean just absolutely disgusting let's talk about uh marjorie taylor green who in addition to being just a fucking awful person and a terrible representative is a huge transphobe what is the, the tweet that she said? How much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville school shooter taking? Everyone can stop blaming guns now. Yeah, they're going to go with this line a lot um, and they're going to try to uh, institutionalize uh, many, many people because they don't actually care. Um, and this is what they want to do for a long time. I find it interesting that the same people who are like, uh, so how, mu how much testosterone is this person taking? Clearly, that's the problem and not guns. But don't you think that the idea of toxic mas masculinity is like fake and like woke and like it's not like it has oh, nothing to do with it? So point. why are you saying that like this is what like what do you actually believe about anything? It's just it, it, it just reveals a lot. Uh, every every fucking thing they say and tweet about things like this. Um, I don't want to give her too much oxygen, though. No, um, should I read this but, Benny Johnson tweet or is it too gross? I don't want to read this Benny Johnson tweet because I uh, think, okay. uh, wait, wait, sorry. I said, okay. Uh, well, just it's, it's, he's got a lot of bad tweets. Um, he's a liar. He's a plagiarist. Uh, he's a fraud. Um, he doesn't really believe in anything, uh, other than attention and popularity. So he knows what he's doing and he knows the kind of things he's stoking. And I, he even uses like words wrong in this. Yeah. Like. I, I just don't 
Yeah. We don't need to read it. As I was putting some examples in, it just made me sick, you know, and I guess we don't even need to. I don't. You're right. We don't need to give them air. We can see what they're doing. It's just I don't know. I don't know what to say or do. (laughs) Talk about it. Yeah, and push back on it, obviously. And like, I again, I I think like your conversation you uh, referenced and just generally people see through it. A lot of people do. Obviously, if you're like subscribing to Twitter Blue, you might not see through it. But a lot of most people do, I'm hoping. And but it is, uh, I don't know, scary out there. And I don't, I don't not know. to talk about Twitter Blue. There is stuff going on with that this week. Pretty soon. Legacy blue check marts are being taken away. <laughs> also, apparently the only people that will be in your for you section will be people that are subscribed to Twitter blue. I don't need to talk. Oh, is that change? That. Well, so okay. he's not a good communicator um, on his communication platform that he bought. Mm. The way he phrased it, what he means is because you have the for you tab, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of those a lot of those accounts are accounts you follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them. Uh, more and more every day are not they're like benny johnson whoever and so the tweets that are added to that feed that are recommended will be only twitter blue subscribers okay you'll still so, see some that you follow because it's for you you follow people it's just going to slowly not so slowly keep pushing more of that yeah the algorithm that adds other accounts will only be twitter blue yeah my point in tying that conversation <laughs> into this is mm. that right out of the gate a lot of disinformation was being shared on Amplified by Twitter Blue users that get more traction. And that will only be getting worse very soon. Yes, that is, exactly. (laughs) Um, So, like, so much of this, and, like, not just the misinformation, but also the vitriol and, like, the just the disgusting stuff. You know, I don't, Twitter is not real life, but real people are on it. And it is very apparent how much uh, so many people Although it's not actually a large number because he's not making money off it. But like a lot of the misinformation <laughs> comes from these accounts or like a lot of the hate comes from, the, from these accounts. And it, like you're saying, it's going to be more and more. Um, and he's chill with it. He replied to the Benny Johnson tweet, uh, not the one we, were, we didn't read, but another one that we didn't read with like an exclamation point. Like, oh, he's so concerned. Um, so he supports this kind of stuff. Um, and it's just going to get worse. And yeah. the site's just going to, I really don't have a lot of, unless he like literally does like leave. And put someone else in charge and revert almost everything back to how it was, then I just don't see it living. It certainly does not feel like a town square. Oh, no, it's not. Pay for access to that town square. Yeah. You know what? We're going to go, you know, we're going to go shake off the webs. We're going to. I don't know. Yeah, that was a bad last sound. Probably annoying to hear. Mm when you're walking yeah well so we sort of uh transitioned very quickly to the twitter blue thing but i just wanted to just send out a message of i don't know love and hope to everybody listening um when all these things happen it's really awful and um there's only so much you can say we find ourselves we've talked we've talked about this we've said this thing before where it's like you just say the same thing over and over and it's uh it can feel hopeless but i think a lot of people feel that which i think also is in a way hopeful because people are feeling the same frustration. Yeah. And um, so yeah. I don't know. Uh, love everybody. Thank you for bringing that background. Mm. We're going to take a little quick break and we're going to come back for some fun, some light, some more lighthearted mm. content. Yeah. 
And we are back as promised, not for even more news, but what? even more cues. We're back. Yes. For yes. The, the answer to your cue is yes. Just a little reminder for everybody. Uh, we have a Patreon and once a month-ish, we do a Q&A podcast that's always fun. And this week I decided to integrate it into the broader show because of the news this week. Also because Jonathan's gone and he, uh, mm -hmm. we're all just, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. easing into it. Uh, we love you, Jonathan, if you're listening, but don't listen. You've got. Yeah, don't be listening to this. Other things to be dealing with. If you're listening, stop. Stop. Or keep listening because you're, you're getting to the, the less the fun part. part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have gathered uh, some cues from our Patreon and from Twitter Dot this com. week. Don't worry, Patreon. We're going to get to more of your questions in your own mm -hmm. EMQ episode. Mm -hmm. um, but um, mm -hmm. we wanted a wide range of questions, not your typical question. So we've got some stuff that's about the show and other things that are just fun. Heck, maybe even, you know, s something we have to Google the answer to or, you know, relationship advice that we have Ooh, absolutely no business. Cody did not. I actually originally, <laughs> I was like, what if this week we just did something really wild? Like people come write us with their relationship like questions. Relationship and, and was, life advice. <laughs> and he was like, no. He's like, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And I was like, well, I do. We'll find a happy medium. One person we'll get, did oh, we'll ask get a the, relationship we'll get to the question, yeah. question, so you know I included it. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not like, oh, I don't want to give any advice. It's like, I don't necessarily feel uh, super qualified giving advice to strangers about their relationships. I don't know uh, all the details of your relationships, you know, but uh, we're going to. So get ready for some bad or good advice. Okay, we'll start off with a um with an easy one. Mm -hmm. This is from Patreon, the real Van Walsh. How have the pets been, Cody? How have your pets been? My uh dog uh had to get some teeth extracted recently a month or so ago. She has recovered uh well. She's back to her happy little self. It's always. <laughs> Stuff like that. You're like, oh, little girl. Yeah, really. Yeah, it bumps me out. And then they're, they're like confused. They don't understand and like licking their lips and stuff. Like something's off. Yeah. Uh, little kitty cat's doing well. He's actually uh, rolling over, uh, looking at me right now. Actually, wants my attention. They're getting along. Although earlier today, he like tried to bite her face. And then later in the day, oh. she stole his seat by the window. So they're, you know. It's it a classic cla cat and dog brother yeah. sister dynamic going mm -hmm. on right there. Considering getting a, a little kitten, but have not decided yet. Julie Scott asks, "Are we aware that WrestleMania is happening in LA this weekend?" I actually was aware because Quincy, our associate producer, who is quietly listening in right now, <laughs> hi Quincy, uh, <laughs> told me right before we started recording. And uh, apparently that's a very fun thing for those who care. Um, <laughs> for, well, I, I'm happy for you. She says, related question. Will we ever get a deep dive into the weird, weird world of WWE and politics? Besides the Trump and Saudi connections, Linda McMahon. I don't care about messing up her name. I was reading the rest of her question. She wants an episode uh, about the weird world of WWE and politics. Neither of us 
know anything about WWE, but as I just stated, hmm. one of our employees does, and I'm yeah. sure others too. So maybe yeah, that's something good, we should our, look into. Uh, good friend Nick Mundy also yeah. uh, would, I'm sure, love uh, and has uh, suggested that as well. So, you know, maybe one day. It's, it's uh, not in our wheelhouse. So Malloy asks, I'm recently unemployed from my email job, and while I'm fine because my partner rules. Yeah, mm -hmm. partners. Mm -hmm. Any tips for maybe where to start in doing like writing, consulting, writing, creative type stuff? Or is this just to get out there and make stuff kind of situation? I don't know. Let's Google it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to copy and paste. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, Katie Googles that. I would say um, you kind of nailed it in your question. Aside from, you know, obviously, like there'll be ads for like, you know, uh, jobs in that realm that you can look up and, and apply to. Um, but other than that, it is sort of get out there. If it's, if, especially if it's like a creative writing situation, making stuff and getting it out there. Um, and then, yeah, like applying to stuff. Katie, you look like you've discovered something. Just a list of high paying creative jobs. Um, have you considered becoming a creative director, for example, or a graphic designer? Or, you know, a web developer. I'm sorry, this isn't helpful this at is all. This is why I didn't want to. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm, I wish why. you well in your job search. We, tried. we did try. Uh, Godspeed. It is, uh, thank goodness for your wonderful partner who rules. And Godspeed and good luck. Because it is, yeah, it is, a, a lot of it is just sort of like doing it. I mean, I would say that if you haven't done that kind of work before, you know, spending some time with yourself and writing, like you can start integrating that creative element into your lifestyle without employment. You can start if you are into poetry or if you're into this or that or graphic design, whatever it is, you can start just doing it and sharing it on social media. You can start generating your own um, presence online to represent your voice and what you want to do while looking for jobs. Uh, you know, you could even start off with just getting some whatever job somewhere and devoting your energy in investing into yourself for a while. I, I, I think that's, I think, I think that's good advice, but it's hard and it's scary. And yeah, like Cody says, and like you acknowledge hats off to partners who rule mm -hmm. because life is cyclical and there'll be another time when you got a job and they don't. And, you know. Uh, Robin Dillinger asks, how long does it take a liver to grow back? I met someone called KDS online who wants to buy my liver for reasons. And she told me it would only take a couple days to regrow, but that doesn't sound right to me. No, it's right. That sounds right to me. Livers famously regenerate. Uh, the liver is able to replace damaged tissue with new cells. If up to 50 to 60% of the liver cells may be killed within three to four days in an extreme case, like a Tylenol overdose, the liver will repair completely after 30 days if no complications arise. Uh, you're asking about if a uh, liver is completely removed from your body, how long will it take? Um, uh, forever um, is the answer, but a little more specific to a, mo a more common uh, liver issue after 30 days. Oh, here's a fun one from Twitter, Brian Good. Not a question. Just wanted to say that I really enjoy Katie's ad reads. They are read and performed by professional and it shows. And you know what, Brian? Thank you. <laughs> what a nice, what a nice question that was it's chosen fun. to share. <laughs> oh, this is a fun question. <laughs> Katie, you're fucking awesome. I fucking love you. This is so, oh my God. 
that's a good question. That's a good question. All right. Also from Twitter, Michael asks, what's the wildest sponsorship that you've declined? Cody? That's a great question. It is. Um, what was the name of that company? The Lords and Ladies Land Oh, thing? Um, yeah. There, uh, oh, what was it? Yeah, it was like you, uh, you buy a title for like a square foot of land in like Ireland or Scotland, I forget. And uh, it, you, then you like you, it plants a tree for you and you get a certificate that says you're like a lord or a lady. Established titles, As thank you. <laughs> thank you, Quincy. Um, and right off the bat, we were like, that's fun. But we need to also be able to say in the ad that it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And they were they weren't gonna have that. And then the more we looked into it, we're like, oh, this is like everywhere now in like podcast ads, and it's very clearly like a bullshit scam that like people, yeah, we we weren't we weren't able to because I'm open to doing like ads for things that I think are like kind of bullshit as long as I can be like, yeah, it's a fun thing, do it if you want, but it like obviously like it's not you're not really a lord, it's a square foot of land, and you can't even there's like no proof that they actually plant trees. <laughs> um, but uh but it became clear like we're just not going to do this um so and then there, yeah we there are other sorry go ahead no you go finish your thought because well, there that was so that was the one the most i think you uniquely like oh that's i guess an ad we could do um and then we say no to other stuff that's a little more straightforwardly like we just don't agree with this or like we think this is harmful various like financial apps or like lots of financial ads there's one like influencer stuff that just like skeeves me out, you know, we are very in general, anything that's in the wellness brand or very, very, very selective Check out our recent episodes about stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, we are very selective, you know, and, and there are gray areas, <laughs> but then there are ones that are pretty quick, like Airbnb. We were like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of ones that were like, oh, you're owned by Nestle. <laughs> um, What's a bummer is that there are, Frequently ones where we're like, we're pretty quick. Yes. Dadgrass. We want, I wanted dadgrass. Mm. I didn't actually, we approved that. that. Dadgrass is like, I think that's CBD, but mm. they're, yeah, CBD's pre-rolled joints. Dadgrass, if you're listening, we said yes. Don't give it away for free, Katie. Come on. Well, that's it. That's all I'm saying. But right. they never, but they never got, or, you know, uh, there's a bunch of them. So we do our best to say I mean, we we do a good job. I actually, I'd say we do better than our best of saying no to the to the bad ones and saying very but, egregious ones. Yeah. But the problem is, is that a yes doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a sponsorship. Right. So it's not really a problem. Okay, a new question. Oh, this is nice. New new Mister asks. Okay, actually, these are two questions that I put next to each other because mm. they're similar. I would just like you all to say a favorite thing about each other. That would be nice. And then patron saint of tits mm -hmm. asks, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's something you genuinely love about working together? Thank you for that, patron saint of tits. Oh, what nice. So favorite thing about each other and genuinely love about working together. Okay, I'll go. I've got lots of favorite things about you, Cody. But one of my favorite things about you is that you will drop things to help me or people that you love if you need it so for example right before I moved here I got very very sick I kind of think maybe I got 
roofied. But that's a story I don't need to go mm. into. But oh, it, I remember this too. And I was throwing up all night and all day, and it was the morning of we had a shoot, and I lived alone like I do now, and. <laughs> I was really, really, really sick. I couldn't drive myself to the doctor. I needed like fluids and stuff. And despite the fact that we had a shoot, Cody came over and picked me up and took me to the ER and then waited with me for a long time. And I kept saying, you got to go to work. You got to go shoot. And he was like, it's not important. So that's one of my favorite things about you. What's something you genuinely love about working together? Oh, wait, no, I'll answer that next. You go. That's sweet. I remember that. Um, one of my favorite things I would say is, uh, unfortunately, very similar. Because <laughs> and I think you hear it in uh, every episode of this podcast too is your compassion and you like your genuine love of people, especially people you're close to, obviously, but people in general and um, want the want that you have for people to uh, be good and happy and comfortable. Especially in your life, and I think it, it, again, like if the situation were reversed, you would instantly do that exact same thing. Oh yeah. So I think your compassion and your just your understanding of like things going wrong, and uh, so this is actually more of a working together question. So yeah, answer that part. Yeah, you yeah. can just no, you um, can go ahead. Well, because yeah, you're like your uh, the understanding of like if you know uh, mistakes are made or things happen or or something, just the uh, willingness to like accept that and uh, try to figure it out. Um, and without like it becoming, I don't know, a, a pro problem or an issue. It's, uh, Thank it's very you. easy. It's very easy to, uh, work things out and address things, uh, with you. Thank you. This is such a fun series of questions oh, that feel nice. Question. <laughs> what I genuinely love about working with you again, kind of similar, but more in terms of just our dynamic, we, I, you're my best friend. If one of my best friends, it's always feels like high school when I throw that <laughs> around, but like we've known each other a long time mm -hmm. and uh, you're a family to me. And I think that that is a real gift to get to work with you. I mean, and it's also this <laughs> similar to the last question is like, I feel like you've always got my back. Um, if there's something like if I'm worried about this or if you want something because I tend to be anxious, guys, and spiral. <laughs> and Cody will be like, will be incredibly calming. He can be a counterweight to me. We both do that for each other, to be honest. Yeah. But, but there's a balance there, and it's a a gift. And it, it, they say not to work with your friends, and I understand that. But I think that this is a different kind of dynamic. I think that mm -hmm. we're and also I think the business aspect of it helps that it's like it's not like. Like, don't work your, with your friends. But like, yeah, we, we it's podcasts and like we make stuff. Right. Like, it's it's a different kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the there's a a good counterbalance of uh of that sort of anxiety that can be yeah calmed and stuff. I think it's lovely. Thank you for the and it's question. It's also fun and it's also fun and silly. So it's nice. Too. Yeah. It's like when we're in this get to shoot together. It's just really fun. Yeah. <laughs> And, oh yeah, um, when we're actually in the same room together. Yeah, uh, which there's so many good questions and we're running mm -hmm. out of time. But um, okay, this is just typical from just typical. Mm. Was Warmbo meant to be a recurring character, or was his popularity during the movie what made you keep him around? I imagine buying a whole puppet for one show would have been a waste. He was not meant to be a recurring character in the movie, 
And I actually didn't even get the sense that he was like super popular in the movie. I thought it was a cute moment and like the song was fun to like write and record. And, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like this little super silly song and a puppet doing it. And it was very fun. We were like, we were just trying to think of what are the other alternate like versions of Cody that we could do. Oh, a puppet would be fun. A cartoon would be fun. That sort of thing. So we did that. And then uh, it wasn't necessarily a popularity of the puppet it was more just like we ha yeah we have this puppet and we sh we want to do something with this and it would be useful to have sort of like a puppet or like a straw man or like some mm -hmm. sort of representation of a viewpoint um that we could do and then uh yeah it sort of went from there and i have to i wrote warmbo i do love warmbo is he back mm. there listening um he's in but i hate Somewhere. really hated his voice to start yeah, and still sometimes but we're all used to it now but i will say that that was like i when when i first saw it all together i was like oh i don't know if we can put this up i think people will turn it off it was it was but you came with us at, on that ride and that's some right of you didn't but then it. you came back around that's right well yeah that's the thing too i feel like for for there's a period where like any like comment that was like i hate wormbo's voice you'd be like should we not do wormbo anymore because it's like Mah. i was like or soften it. his voice sometimes yeah. i was like okay but what if we just took the edge off a bit and the answer was no no uh another thing about working with your best friend is knowing when they mean it mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> you know when i'm serious with my nose yeah yeah exactly Okay, a couple more. Oh, here we go. Getting here to the good is. stuff. Uh, Jean-Luc asks, how soon is too soon to make an engagement proposal? Jean That's a great question. Okay, We love this. <laughs> I actually don't have anything specific to say. Um, it very much depends on your relationship. Mm. It also very much, I, I mean, maybe doesn't very much. If you, you Jean-Luc, are like 18, I would encourage you to wait a long time and uh you know get to know your partner uh for a while if you're older and you've been through stuff and you've been through different relationships and you just know that this is your person then i'm not gonna judge you for getting engaged fast you know i think that's really it's it's very that's very personal um i personally would never accept would never accept a marriage proposal unless I'd been dating someone for well over a year. And even that sounds remarkably fast as I say it out loud, but you know, the bachelor, they do it super fast all the mm. time. And most of those relationships don't work out. So there you go. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if the reality television show, the bachelor uh, starring most people who just want to be famous and on TV is a great example. Serious life advice. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, it's, uh, it is so dependent on your situation. Um, I don't even know if I'd necessarily put an age, like, cap on it or, like, but it is, like, if you're, you know, if you're, like, 18, like, it's good to... No need to rush of, into that. No need to rush, and it's good to uh, sort of, like, uh, figure yourself out as well in the context of that person, because I think also if you're very young, it's easy to wrap yourself up with the person and not have mm -hmm. your own self. Mm -hmm. where you're like you're young and you're looking for your identity and like all these sort of things and so you're like oh it's the uh, it's i this have a unit. feeling jean luc um, is not young i also as they yeah, are yeah. a patreon supporter not that we don't have young patreon supporters yeah. but but it is so dependent on like you know uh on you and your uh your partner's relationship how long that's been going on my parents 
uh, yeah. met, and then they were engaged three months later, and then they got married, and uh, they've been together ever since. Other people might have done something similar, and it didn't work out that way, because yeah. uh, it's like, you know, half marriages are, and a divorce, or whatever the number is now. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. But uh, it's, yeah, it's very dependent, um, and if you know, you know, I think. I have one more serious thing to add. Don't rush it, but also don't, like... Don't put it off. If it yeah. is something that you want, like, you know, the longer you put it off, the it might, I don't know. You never know. Yeah. No, I feel you. That's good advice. See, you're good at this. Um, uh. However, I will also say, make sure the time frame is perhaps irrelevant, but in terms of what should happen before that, you should make sure you're on the same page about certain things like children. Mm. Those are hard conversations to have. Finances. Um, where do you want to live? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? You know, how are we preparing for the climate apocalypse? You need to be on uh, in some and like uh, these are hard conversations sometimes for people, but they're very important because you certainly don't want to end up in a situation where um, you both have to upend your lives because you didn't ask the right questions or know everything that you needed to know before getting there. Also, I recommend everybody go to couples counseling, even if you're doing great before you get a married, even if you get doing a married. Great. Yeah. yeah. Even before you get a married. Um, um, just to, because everybody has fears, everybody has things deep down and everybody could learn how to communicate it better. And by doing that, then you'll be able to have those tougher conversations and figure out like if you are on the same page or if, yeah, 10 years down the line, you're like, but I thought this was the plan. Like, right. Well, we never talked about that. And like, well, now what do we do? Right. Jean-Luc, thank you so much for this question, because I think that you have helped me prove to Cody and the world that we could have a dating advice podcast. All right. Okay. So one, one more show-related question before we say goodbye <laughs> to you guys. Um, this is, again, from Patreon. Reminder that we have a Patreon, and we do com. this every month. Mm. Uh, Xavier Hubbard asks, to the extent that you can... How do you guys make sure you're convincing new people of your ideas and not just screaming into an echo chamber? Uh, I like this one because we kind of talked about this earlier this week in our conversation about stink or to stink or not to stink. <laughs> oh, putting stink on stuff. Putting, and, uh, putting yeah, stink yeah, yeah. on stuff, as we call it. Yeah, we, we uh, go back and forth on this a lot and it's very dependent on the situation or the thing. Yeah, like how much stink do you put on something if you're trying to explain something? Uh, it can be very off-putting. Some people like it. Some people don't. I understand. I think it is, uh, it's something that I think part of, and we've talked about this before too, um, internally and externally, and we've gotten feedback from people along these lines. I think part of the uh, appeal of the show is this sort of cathartic, like somebody saying the thing that like, I think like finally, uh, where like it, you don't see it a lot on the news or, or this or that. Um, so I think there is sort of a cathartic element, but also we do talk about this and try to present things in a way that isn't necessarily like you know if we're talking about tucker carlson i'm fine being like this has got a fucking piece of shit he's a fascist propagandist and here's why we explain why but uh we have if you've even talked about doing an episode that's like four or five general topics like the big topics the like the culture war stuff that everyone's always so uh distracted by and angry about and presenting it like very clean very straightforward mm -hmm. like no swears no uh no cum jokes no nothing as a, like literally like send this to your conservative parents, it might help them understand That's like these the issues. Title. Right. But we also try to do that in general and have like, you know, people do send, you know, our videos to 
to their more conservative friends or parents and stuff. And some have an effect, some don't. Some people are like, hey, could you do a version of this exact episode, but without all the cursing, things like that. Um, so we do consider it because we don't want to just be an echo chamber show, obviously. But we also think that there is, you know, the three hour Jordan Peterson video we did, the two hour Ben Shapiro video we did. Those don't really pull any punches. And we we're very clear about how we think about these people. And we still get messages from people like I watched the whole thing. and I've changed my mind. Um, somebody wa like was a huge Ben Shapiro fan. Watch the whole video. Not anymore. So it is yeah. effective. It's just not as effective as maybe some other tactics or not the same kind of effective. It's not going to be the same way you reach people. Um, yeah, it depends on the topic for sure. Yeah. And, you know, but it's also, I mean, we back up our points. You yeah, we, know? Have, we have a source Wait, list all the reasons, time. We do, yeah. The reason they're so long is because it takes time to explain everything. And I'm proud of this, actually. Not actually. Yeah, this is <laughs> something to be proud of. Is um, a researcher, we get things fact-checked. And even as we're going through and doing markups, we're checking facts and people are we're all really honest about like, maybe this isn't fair or mm -hmm. it can be misinterpreted in this way. So we all sit around and talk about a different way to phrase it. That's inclusive. It's saying like, to be fair, X, Y, Z, like this. These are things. However, if you we try to be we don't shy away from those tricky spots. And we also, you know, we do criticize people on all sides. So there is more you'd be surprised at how often it does cut through to the other side not mm -hmm. that to say that everybody who doesn't you know on the right who watches our videos gets convinced no but yeah. i like the percentage the ratio of people that say hey actually yeah this, this made me makes think sense about this, to me or this makes sense yeah mm -hmm. Because, yeah, we do we do discuss that a lot and, and yeah, it's uh, important. You know, go over it. And like, you know, even when an episode, uh, there's an edit of an episode, there's something like, oh, we kind of got this like this number's kind of wrong or like this is a little off or like, I don't really like how this came out. We will adjust it and try to fix it and or take it out because we don't want mm -hmm. to uh, have anything yeah. that, you know, is misinterpreted or um, yeah. or inaccurate in various ways. Um, so we're always yeah. trying to do that. We're never going to um, sneak something through and being like, nah. No, it's good enough or no one's yeah. going to No, it's we try to at least, you know, we try um, to. I mean, like, I shouldn't say that like something, maybe something will slip through the cracks. But if it's to it comes to our we do our very best to 1000 percent be able to stand up and say wholeheartedly we back this. Yeah. And I think uh, in terms of the echo chamber aspect of it, I think uh, oh, right. there's never <laughs> right. Uh, there's not going to be there's no like perfect way to avoid that i think because of just how how we all are and how tribalism is and like if you agree with x or y you're going to gravitate towards that kind of thing um but we do try to be uh fair and balanced and are aware that it the goal isn't to just sort of preach to the choir uh, the goal is to make uh accurate things about things yeah. we believe you know yeah in the context of the news so um i think it's uh you know, maybe there are other ways to to get the message out to the uh, quote unquote other side or whatever, or even like people on on quote unquote your side who might differ uh, on certain issues. So I don't know. We've answered answer. this question. I think we've answered it. Yeah, yeah. I think we did. I think, I think we answered I, it. I, think, I just imagine people at home being like, "Yeah, guys, we get it." <laughs> nah. Real quick, Beat Boy asks, "How do you chug all that AG one and do the add in one take? Are there bloopers where you drink a whole glass then mess up your lines?" 
I chug all of it because it tastes so good. And we fucking love drinking AG1 in one take. Oh, glug, glug, glug. I do it because it's fun. It's funny to me. Um, I've started to chug like two or three in some ads. I've started to chug them in ads that aren't for AG1. I think it's, I just think it's funny. Um, I think there's maybe one blooper where I drank the whole thing. No, there is definitely, there's one time where I drank the whole thing and then I like fucked up towards the end. I was like, I'll do That's it again. Brutal. That's um, brutal. And so I poured another one and I did it again. Um, but it only happened once. I know. You just can't let yourself fuck up. Yeah. Or you just like lean into it and you're like, yeah, I fucked up. It's fine. This is, this is yeah. it. This is the one. But no, um, you started over. That's how much you yeah. like drinking AG1. That's how much I fucking love drinking AG1. <laughs> you know what? I think we did it, guys. I, I think we, we guy. Um we've we have landed firmly at the end of our episode at mm. oh, way longer than we normally record. Well, longer there's gonna be normal. some editing. So one would hope. You know what? what? I'm gonna stop talking now. Okay. Oh wait, no, I forgot. I Okay meant to tell you guys that yeah, we love you very, very much. much.